Hey friend, I know I said we were going deep on our last episode, but this time we're really going deep, as in deep work. Deep work? What's that? I'm so glad you asked. It's doing meaningful work, work that matters, the kind of work that requires you to show up fully present, aka not distracted. And I believe this is the kind of work that God has called us to do as CEOs, as Christ-empowered operators in our God-given business. And I can't think of anyone better to help us dig deep than Susie Hillegas. Susie is a deep work coach who lives in Kansas City, Missouri, but has helped women everywhere hold excellent conversations for over 30 years. Rather than feeling stuck in the Midwest, she loves to travel, and her favorite place she keeps going back to is Bath, England. No wonder, because she loves a new adventure and meeting new people. And what I love about Susie is her heart to serve the Lord by encouraging women to dive into deep work and get unstuck from the hard projects in their life and work. So are you ready to do some deep work with us today? Good. Let's do it. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart and a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey. I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Redeem Her Time podcast. You are in for a treat today because we have another special guest And we are not just going to tread water and stay at the surface. We are going to go deep today. And you'll understand why I'm saying that in just a minute. Uh, But first, I'm going to introduce you to Susie. Uh, Susie, I'm so glad you're here. God just uh, providentially allowed our paths to cross. And when I heard more about what you do and you heard about what I do, we were like, we need to talk and we need to see how we can share this message with our audience. And so thank you for saying yes to being here I want to start off by you introducing yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're, what all you're juggling in this season of midlife when it comes to life and business. Like, what's filling your plate these days? 
Yes. Well, what comes to my plate is I have a nine-year-old son who's in elementary school, and I have a husband who likes to work a lot. So I am the custodial parent. When, you know, things arise, it is up to me to juggle that. I also have a business that I operate from my home, and it's uh, deeper coaching, and we will talk about that more. But just um, finding time to invest in other people's lives and help them find the value in work and their deep work. And then just, you know, all the other things that go along with having a full life with friends at church and helping in the community and all of those other things. Yeah. We don't just have like one thing we do, right? Like what I find, especially as women, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners, we tend to say yes to a whole lot of things and then wonder why we feel like we don't have time because yeah, our brain is going in a million directions and so is our body, right? Let's be honest. So, so tell us a little bit more about the deep work that you do. Okay. Because when I hear deep work, I'm like, it could mean a lot of things. We could be talking scuba diving. We could be talking like, you know, going deep into like, you know, counseling type things, but I know a little bit, you know, more than that, but I want you to kind of share with us what is deep work and why, like kind of maybe take us a little bit on that journey of how God calls you to this and what, you know, why this is really just what's on your heart and what you feel like this is what's needed right now. Yeah. So I was a teacher for 20 years. And so I spent a lot of time helping students understand that, no, this is important work that you need to do. So I kind of already have that wired into me. And about eight years ago, my brother recommended a book to me. I had a newborn. I tried to read it. I couldn't do it. Well, this summer I signed up for a master's program and they had a recommended reading list. And on the reading list was Deep Work by Cal Newport. And it's kind of, but it has amazing nuggets in it and amazing things. And so I chose to do the audio version because that's the simplest thing in my life right now. And one, I, I have such a clear memory of driving in my car and him saying, we always intend to do the really hard projects but we keep pushing them off. And I thought, oh, wow, oh, I do. I do that. Including listening to the like, book, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Like that was a great example. And, um, and so I just started implementing, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take his advice and, and just my friends joke that I swallow books and I'm just going to swallow it and and do it. And so I did. I started implementing all of his principles and um because he said he kept saying throughout the book, if you find an area to really do deep work and to really focus, cut out the distractions, really pay attention to what you're doing, it'll help you focus in all the other aspects of your life. And with all the other things that I was juggling and starting a master's program, that seemed like a really good idea. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so the positive yeah. ripple effect, right? Not the negative one. Right. Right. Yeah. And as I've been just talking with more and more people and working with more and more people, I have discovered that I am not alone in this. All of us have a level of deep work that we have to do, whether it's for our small business or our corporate job or our taxes for our home or, 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 you know, there's always a hard project or a creative project. I find it can be both ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be the hardest thing that you do, but it's just something that needs a block of time for either your creative energies to truly engage or for your deep thinking self to, to get in the groove and do. 
Okay. So, so I want to kind of like push pause here a minute because I want to make sure my audience is hearing this because ladies, I know you're busy and you're probably multitasking while you're listening, right? So I want you to hear this. Your deep work is the important work you have to do that's going to require what I'm understanding is, is a little bit more brain power and some focus because either it's hard, which doesn't mean it has to be impossible, but it just takes more than just a cursory right attention, or it's something that involves creativity, which of course is going to engage a deeper level of our brain. Did I, did I encapsulate that right? Yes, exactly. Yes. So give us some examples. You started doing that. And I think that's really helpful because again, you know, someone may be listening right now, like girl, I got a laundry list of deep work to do. Like I could, you know, list things out for days or somebody might be like, uh, I don't really know because I haven't really stopped to think about this. So one of them you happen to mention was like getting tax stuff done. (laughs) It's that season when you're getting the emails and you're like, Oh, I gotta get all this stuff together. What might be a couple other examples, like either in life stuff or in business stuff just to help start triggering some ideas. Yeah. So um, I think a couple of different things. If, if you're a business owner, staying on top of your finances really matters. But if you're like most of us, you just don't want to do it. But if you purpose to set aside a certain amount of time, and when I say a certain amount of time, it's like 90 to 90 minutes to two to three hours. Okay. And it's just, I do it once a week. Um, we're kind of, maybe we won't, we'll, we'll circle back to this in a minute. So, so maybe doing your finances for your business, um, doing taxes, because I know for me, that's something I've learned that, that I have learned. I wait till the end of January. I don't start right now because I don't have all the paperwork. I don't have all the things. So I schedule that for February. Um, for maybe, maybe you're someone who, who you write or you record or, you know, you, you do podcasts or you do some kind of creative work. Mm-hmm. And the word batching is a very common term to a lot of us, but okay. it's creating time to do that batching. It's creating space to, to do a whole bunch of episodes at once or a whole bunch of creating documents or, you know, whatever, whatever your type of work is. And we tend to think, oh, I'll do that, you know, for 45 minutes, but some tasks, it just takes a while to get in the groove and down in it. And that's the beauty of deep work. Is it the more you do it, the more routine you find in it, and the quicker you're able to get into those deeper levels of doing doing the deeper work. Yeah, I love that reminder that some things take time to go deep, right? Some things it's okay to just kind of skirt in the surface and just kind of like, yeah, it just gets a cursory, right? It gets a checkbox. It's not like a huge thing that I have to like tune out everything else in the world to like give it, to make it happen. But These are the things where, yeah, it's going to take me really kind of digging down in somewhere probably for what really is supposed to come out or just really put the blinders on to give this attention. I talk a lot about like our priorities, right? And, and how asking the question, the one thing questions, my audience is familiar with the one thing question. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, it's going to make this area of my life easier, better, or whatever other word, you know, you want to fill in the blank. And so I could see how this would be. Sometimes we tend to put those things off and then we're do the easy check boxes first, <laughs> you know, like this feels really easy. So I'll do this just because it feels good that I did something, but it's really kind of more busy work than deep work. Right. Well, and I like to think of weight. So those busy, those little check boxes, those are like dimes in my hand. Right. And I could hold, I could hold a hundred dimes 
probably fairly simply, but deep work is like 10 pounds of flour. Mm. And it takes two hands, at least for me, it takes two hands to hold 10 pounds of flour and to carry it wherever I want to. And sure, I I can race around with those dimes, but at the end of the day, what do I have to show for what I did for that day? Whereas if I carry that 10 bag, 10 pound bag of flour from, you know, starting to finish or starting to middle or what, you know, what, however far I get with my project, that's significant. There's mm-hmm. a significant relief when I let that bag down. Okay. I like that word you just used significance, right? Like that really resonates with me. What is my significant work? Like, that like almost goes more to that core of like, yeah, this is like what I'm meant to do, what I'm called to do, you know? So me putting this off is really leaving a pretty big gap. Whereas that, like you said, the dimes, it's easy to like, you know, a dime a dozen. So, right. I can just kind of like, oh yeah, it's not as big of a deal. Okay. So I like, I like that significance work. Um, I think that's really, really key. So we live in an instant society, right? Instacart, Instagram, Insta, whatever I was going to think of. I can't remember my third Insta that I usually say, um, right? But like, we want things quick and easy. I just want to push a button and have it automatically downloaded. Or I want to pop this in a microwave and be ready to eat in a minute. Or, you know, I don't want to wait in a, a line or whatever. And so I'm guessing this is like causing an issue when it comes to something that isn't instantaneous. It's not instant, right? Like, how do we like, well, let's, before we talk about the how, let's talk about why it's a problem. Like, why is it a problem? We live in this Insta society and yet we still have this deep work to do. And how does that kind of start causing some friction and maybe like starting to cost us in some different areas of our life? So but I would say that, you know, God designed us to work. It's very clear in the Bible that he, he work is part of our life. It's part of our, part of what we do here on earth. And there's a lot of talk out there right now, especially after the pandemic, about doing work that matters to you or doing work that makes a difference. And the thing is, is we all are called to do something different, but we all have that deeper level that we need to do to feel like we've done mm-hmm. a good, you know, that intense work, that satisfying work, that accomplishing work. And so the instantaneousness of our society, there's lots of reports, lots of science behind what it's doing to our brains, what it's doing to our society, especially now that we have, you know, we have computers in our pockets all the time. And our cell phones are are radically changing the way that we are as people, yet we are still people. We are still beings who have a desire and who have passions and who want to do And so it's been interesting as I've been doing this work with other people, I've had a few who who felt really dissatisfied with their job. Like they were really considering getting a different job or going into a different field. And as we dug down, it's actually that they just weren't doing meaningful work Hmm. at work. Interesting. They were letting all the superficial things be their tasks every day and they weren't tackling or asking even one, one gal went into her boss and said, I, I want the heavier task. I want the hard, give me the hardest thing you can give me. And that boss he did, that, right? <laughs> right. But it, but it has propelled her career forward. And, you know, it's given her a sense of accomplishment and like, oh, I did this. And as, you know, as children, we, they do that all the time. 
right? Because they're learning too much. But I think as adults, we sort of get into the slump Mm. of just being satisfied with the status quo all the time. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of, especially as a parent and as a mom, like you just have to move things along. (laughs) But in your work, in your work, you don't have to, you, you can take possession of the time and the, the work and the thing that you're doing and do it to the best of your ability. And what I love that we talk about, and I feel like here's where this, this is really connecting for my audience is we talk about a with God business. So this is not just, I'm punching a time clock. I'm just, you know, doing something for somebody else because I get a paycheck, right? Like we had this crazy harebrained idea that we were going to start our own business, right? And take on all this responsibility, but it has to be connected to something deeper. It has to be connected, like you said, to something of significance or meaning or something that's satisfying, something that like deeply resonates with us. Otherwise, it's really easy when push comes to shove to be like, yeah, uh, well, today I just didn't do any bit of my business today, which let's be honest, we've all been there still too. So here's where I feel like this comes into the time issue. Here's where the two marry together, right? Like what is the deep work that God's called us to? And then how do we make time for it? So let's talk a little bit about that um, and just kind of how those two come together. Once we do start identifying the deep work, gosh, I already have a full plate. You're telling me 90 minutes to two to three hours. Like, girl, I bet people look at you like you like, you know, two heads. <laughs> They're like, Where do you think I'm going to find that kind of time? So what tell, yeah, walk us through kind of what we can start thinking or doing to start moving. Yeah. Up. So, so I created a, a I use the word deep to kind of walk through the steps of Calvin and D is to decide. You decide that you're going to dive in. You decide, you know what? I'm going to try this. Even though it sounds ridiculous and impossible to my schedule, I, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And so you look at your calendar and you, you pick a time and you, and you start. But that was the thing I got from his book was we, we spend so much time thinking about things when in actuality, we just need to start, just start. And it, and, and, Purpose that it's not going to be amazing the very first time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like, when, like you're going to mess up and it will get better. So just go yes. and that's how you figure yes. it out. Yeah. Yes. And then the second step is the E is in deep and it's eliminate distractions. And this is the biggest one and the most challenging one, I think, because you have outside distractions. So you have your family, your time, you know, demands, people coming to the door, what, whatever the, the distractions are. But then let's say you, you manage to, you know, manhandle all of those. Then you sit down at your desk and there's <laughs> our, our, our own inner self. So wants the easy way. That's like, that is just who, who we are as sinners is we want the easy way. And, and so you have to deal with those internal distractions and just, kind of same decide like, no, I, I can do this and God is going to help me and we're going to do this well. And I, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have a sense of accomplishment when this is done. Yeah. The reason I'm laughing is because I, this is so true. It's so easy to point the finger. And yes, there are a lot of distractions around us. Like we have families, we have dogs, we have mail delivery people, we have, you know, emails coming in and, you know, social media, and we have all these things. But you are so right. Like, I think more of our distractions, what's going on inside of us and that voice that's in our head is so much louder than even all this stuff combined. And so you're right. We have to look out for the internal ones just as much, if not more, 
than the external ones. And we're the only ones who can do something about that, right? The external ones, we can you know, close a door or turn off a notification or close a tab or, you know, put things on silent and things like that. But the inside, it's hard to silence some of those things. So I love that you're pointing that out. Okay, so we've got D is decide, E is eliminate distractions. I love this. I'm a teacher, so I like when the things are like acronyms that I can remember them. So this is perfect. So the, the second E is, it's two actually, because it's experiment and evaluate, because you kind of need both. And so like when you decide, you you just pop, you, you find, you, you move the things and find the time, right? But maybe you're not a morning, like I thought, I thought when I started this journey that deep work would happen in the morning, because I'm a morning person, I get up at the crack of dawn, I do my life. That's actually not when I do my best deep work. Hmm. I do my best deep work kind of in the middle of the day, like from like 11 to two is kind of my sweet spot, but it took kind of moving it around to figure it out. And so that's what I mean by experiment and evaluate Hmm. is to, to, because, because there's all kinds of factors, right. And, and, and so it's important to, I'm telling, I promise it's valuable, but it, it, it takes a little bit to figure out how to how to do it well, how to get it done well. well. And I like that permission that it doesn't have to be like everybody else, because we all hear about like the 5 a.m. club, right? Like, and you think, oh, my goodness, if I'm going to be successful, I have to be 5 a.m., you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed and, you know, pouring out this amazing content. And you may be like, you know, barely trying to keep your your eyelids open, you know, with your cup of coffee. And so. Yeah. You know, and like you said, you may be a middle of the day person. You may be a later in the evening person. I have a friend who like, that's her best time. And when she gets creative for me, once it gets to a certain time of day, like literally I shut down, my eyes start glazing over. And that's when I know, like I push too far and I'm done, you know? So I love this, like knowing yourself, know where that is and try it because it may be feel different at first, but maybe then you'll realize this is actually a better time for me. Okay. I love it. Yeah. And then, and then P, the last one is the project, picking the right project. Um, the mistake that I often see people make is they, they do all of these first three steps so well. Like they decide, they make time, they've eliminated the distractions, they've, you know, they're, they're ready to experiment. And then they pick a project of like cleaning out their email or, or like maybe they decide to do taxes, but they don't, they have to go to the mailbox and they have to go, like they spend their whole blocked out time gathering all the things getting ready to get ready getting yes instead of doing the work where I have found the gathering of the things that can be done in those weird 10 minute pockets that you have throughout the day so it's important to pick the right project to kind of aim towards so that when it is time to start you're ready to start Mm. and you you have you begin yeah and you got to think about timing and like you know, how things maybe like, if this is something for your business, is this the next thing that needs to happen? Or is there something else that really needs to come in front of that? Because if you don't do that other thing first, then this is going to be not probably as deep or, you know, as significant as it could be. And so I think you're right. And it's, it's gotta be that well, when we say the right one, here's what I'm thinking, right? So I know us, right? Because we do this, well, I want to do the right thing. And so then we just sit because we don't know the right thing. So what would you say to her? She's like, well, how do I know if it's right? So, so there isn't a right or a wrong. It's right. the thing I would encourage you when you make your list at the beginning of the week or whenever, whenever you kind of make your list of what are the things you have to get done. What is that project that always gets pushed to the, hmm. 
whether it's because you don't have enough time or you didn't have the right resources or what it's pick that project and maybe it's not the most fun project but it keeps showing up on your list for a reason so get it done and get it off of your list yeah I mean, that's yeah. what I'm like get it off the list like this is the goal right if it if I can get this off the yeah. list then check that box yeah yeah and you know what sometimes I say too like I think like, especially as Christians, we can like be like, well, I'm waiting on God to show me what I need to do. Right. And I think that can be a very Christianese way of being like, I'm afraid to make the wrong decision. And then I don't do anything. And I really think, A, do you think God is big enough that if what you start moving towards is not what he wanted you to do, that he would redirect you? (laughs) But B, what if he starts showing you more and more as you take one step at a time? You know, um, and you actually said this to me yesterday, which I thought was brilliant. So I don't know if this is a part of what you were planning to share today, but I want you to share the definition of surrender. So this weekend, my husband and I were watching church online and because uh, the weather was terrible. And the pastor said, you know, surrender is not just taking your hands off, but it's purposing to move forward and through not just taking our hands off it's easy to be like jesus got the wheel right but then we we all know we're trying to grab it still but even still like oh it's not on me and like i'm gonna sit here until he drops this in my lap versus now i'm gonna trust him as my hands are moving as my feet are moving that he is going to give me what i need as i'm starting to move forwards i loved that definition and um i definitely wanted you to yeah share that so okay so what do you have to say well first of all let's talk about this like how does this start changing things? You talked about like how this starts having a ripple effect when you start doing deep work in one thing, even if it doesn't maybe feel like the thing in your life or business, it it, it starts this ripple effect. Like, so what does growth in this area of starting to be intentional and be consistent with doing deep work type things? How does that start to permeate um, our lives? I think one of the surprising things that I didn't expect is self-care. Mm-hmm. self-care is one of the things that bubbles out about this because in eliminating distraction what you do is you you know you let your people know hey i am not available from this time to this time mm-hmm. and and it sets a really clear boundary and as we learned with boundaries people are going to bump up against them that's how we know that they're a boundary and by doing this if you're someone who really struggles with boundaries this is a great sort of ease in of like, it's just for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then like, I have, I have another client that we've had to have a lot of conversations about why she can't shut her door mm-hmm. at work What for two hours. Like, why can't you shut your door for two hours? That yeah. that yeah. should be okay. We're afraid <laughs> of someone sign on the door. reaction. Yeah. 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 And, and again, it's that kind of internal work, but, but um, I, I think it's, you know, we, there's so much talk in the world about self-care, which is necessary and important, but I think we think it has to be external. We yeah. have to, you know, take a bath or, or do something for self-care where sometimes self-care is doing the hard project and getting it done mm-hmm. and knowing, and knowing that you did it and you got yeah. it done. That's there's the confidence. Yes. Yes. Very much so. A confidence builder and just a, a satisfaction. Mm. Uh, I did it. I, I can, I can do this. I can do hard things. Sure. I think yeah. that's important for us to, you know, we can say it, but it's, there's something about when we put action behind the sayings that it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And 
Yes. So often we hide on the other side of, well, I've always failed in the past or I've never followed through before, or I don't have control of my time or whatever else, right? Something's going to come up and interrupt my plan. I'm going to set aside two hours, but somebody's going to knock on that door or call my phone. And, you know, so I think we can stay on the other side of that. And yet, yeah, when you see I can do this, oh, the world didn't fall off its axis because my door and was closed and my phone was off, you know, for the last two hours um, in order to do this. And yeah, yeah, I can see how that would have a huge, huge ripple effect. So, okay. So what piece of advice would you give to that woman who's listening right now? Who's like, ah, I hear a lot of like things I should be doing. I know I've got this list or I've got this one thing. And, you know, I, I don't know, I'm just really struggling up against, you know, making time for it and believing in myself that I can do it. What would you say to her just to encourage her to like move past that and try deep work? You're not alone. We all, we all have our things that we just think, how in the world am I going to do? Or where do I even, I think that's a, that's a huge deterrent too for people doing deep work is the first step. And so one of the things I advise people is maybe do the first step the day before. Mm. So that then as you roll into your project, it's already, it's already, it already has a little bit of momentum. You know, you're not starting at ground zero and trying to jump over the building. You're, you've already, you've already run up a few flights of stairs yeah. and it's like, Oh, cause, cause we, I don't think we give enough power to momentum. Mm. Um, we fear, we fear that we, we, I know I do this. I build it up so much in my mind of, Oh, it's going to be so hard or so much or whatever. Whereas if I just, what is the next right thing? It, just do the thing. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, and then, and before I know it, I've done four of the 10 things, you know? And it's like, Oh, this is not that sometimes the anticipation of the start is, is the hardest stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, I'm going to say yes, the anticipation may be hard, but so is looking at it on your to-do list or it being in your brain. Like I should do that. Right. I think that's the harder. And so, yeah, you're choosing a hard to do the deep work, but guaranteed it's going to feel so much better than putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And, you know, one day regretting, the fact that you never did, right? Because maybe the opportunity passed. So this is such a conversation. I mean, I love this because, you know, I am really intentional around helping women be intentional with their time and thinking about what is it that is going, that is significant? What is it that God has called me to? And how can I not piddle my time away, right? On the little things that aren't really going to matter in the eternal scheme of things. How can I put more focus on, these things of significance and importance and that are really going to make some bigger shifts and things like that. So I love this. Um, so as we're winding up today, you know, I always ask my guests, like, how can people get in touch with you? Like what kinds of resources do you have to offer? If somebody's like, okay, I'm kind of curious about this deep work. I've not really heard of it, or maybe I have, but haven't tried it or never thought about having support around deep work. Like tell us a little bit more about what some next steps might be. Yeah. So I, I do have a website that you can go to and check things out. Um, I have a free one page downloadable PDF that dive into deep work that kind of just gives you some really basic questions mm -hmm. to just in the, in the four areas, the DEEP to just get started, to just sort of begin to scratch the surface of like, can I even do, this? and you can, but I know that feeling of like, can I even do this? So it's meant to kind of lead you in a little bit. And then I do have a workbook um, that's very detailed, but with you in mind of you sitting at your desk and trying to implement this. 
And so it has some, some steps and some tips and different things and it breaks it down. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming. You can kind of do one piece at a time so that you figure out how to, how to do it. I give you some examples of evaluation and questions to ask yourself. And, um, and then if you develop that and you're still interested in learning more, then I work with clients one-on-one. And in the in the spring, we're going to have a group coaching process as well that other women can join together and learn from each other and encourage each other. And because so much of it is just encouragement. You can yeah. do this. Right, exactly. You know, and I love number one, we need the guide, right? We, so many of us need the step-by-step. We did not, you know, come out of the womb knowing how to do this kind of stuff. Right. And so it's like, when we, whenever you want to learn something new or be intentional, you need a process. And that's, I'm super, you know, big on, we teach biblical truth here, but then I also give you practical tools, right? So how do you actually do this? So I love that and highly recommend the workbook if you're listening. And like you said, the accountability support, you know, we, we experienced that inside the Redeemer Time community. Just you putting it out there, number one, gets it out in front of you and makes you more accountable because you're actually speaking it out loud where somebody else can hear. And so you feel this ownership and you feel this, you know, a healthy sense of responsibility to show up and, you know, and do that, that work and then be able to say, yep, I did it, you know, and here's the results of that. And yeah, there's so right. much benefit to that. I love it. So where can people get a hold of you then if they're interested in any of these three things? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest place to find me as far as just the world, the social media world goes. Yeah. But um, I also have a website that is uh, it's sh for Susie Hilligus services for you.canva.com.site. It's not super simple to put out, but it's, it's what it is for right now. We yeah, will have some notes. So I'll, I'll yeah. make sure that I get that from you and we put that down there. So you guys just have to click. You don't have to try and remember how to spell all that and whatever, but okay. It's helpful to, yeah, to know where we're going. And, you know, this is going to be something I know that people are going to come back to and listen and think about what is the deep work in front of me. In fact, we are going to put a community question inside the Redeemer Time community, which is what is the deep work? the first maybe deep work that you are, you're going to do, right? Like, I love how you said, like, just what's the next thing. And maybe it's not like the deepest thing ever in the world, but just what's one deep thing that you're going to make your first step that you're going to set aside a block of time to do this. And then this fits so beautifully with the time blocking method that I teach because now we make the time and we honor those commitments, like you said, with those decisions. So I'm inviting Susie into the Redeemer Time community where she can help give some more coaching and feedback on what it is that you are wanting to start with. So I really encourage you guys, this is how we take things off the podcast and actually get them in real life, right? (laughs) So come inside the Redeemer Time community. Um, If it's your first time, it's redeemhertime.com forward slash community. If you've been in there before, you know where to find us. And yeah, come share what your deep work next step is going to be. And let's just take this one step at a time and see the difference that it makes. So thank you, Susie, so much for sharing your expertise and your your wisdom and practical tools with us. I I love it. I know it's going to bless a lot of women. Um, And I, you know, because we all like to share great ideas with other people, I'm going to encourage our listeners right now, share this podcast episode with another girl that you know, who's also building a business and juggling life things and feels like there's a whole laundry list of things that she needs to make time for. And it's just not happening because this is going to really help her to see she can do hard things and she can find the time and then see that ripple effect in every area. So yeah, so I encourage you to share that out. So as we're closing, 
I always love just to kind of get into my, my guests' hearts and calendars and ask you this one question. If you could, what's one thing that you would love to make more time for in this next season? Um, could be in your life, could be in your business, um, you know, and, and what difference is that going to make for you? Yeah. So I started a YouTube channel and I did not really, you know, you do something right. And you don't realize that it really matters that your house is quiet or at least sort of quiet when you record things or do things or so I just love to have more time to to record some more videos and get some more practical help out there about people getting about time you know juggling our time and our money and um and just I would love to have more make continue to make more time yeah, right it's all about making it right right but I love, yes. I love yes. that because that is deep work that is your deep work is to create those yes. that content that brings people and draws them into this deep work in their own lives so definitely a good use of your time well thank you so much Susie for sharing with us today and being here and for offering your resources and we'll look forward to talking more inside the community but thank you so much amen I love how this concept of deep work pair so nicely with redeeming our time, especially in our business, because we can spin our wheels maintaining the status quo or do what is deeply satisfying. We can stay frustrated doing what feels mundane, or we can seek out what is meaningful. We can spend our time on busy work, or we can redeem it with deep work. Seems like a pretty obvious choice, don't you think? And as a fellow teacher, I loved Susie's acronym to remember the steps. Did you get those written down? D, decide to take action. E, eliminate distractions. E, experiment and evaluate. And P, pick the right project. So now the question is, what is your deep work? I wanna invite you to come join us inside the Redeem Her Time community, where Susie and I will be there to continue the conversation and help coach you on how your deep work connects to your with God life in business. So here's today's community question. What deep work will you commit to first? Come share on today's post. And while you're there, grab the Redeem Her Time 12-week planner to start mapping out your deep work plan and see it happen faster than you imagined. And be sure to go check out Susie's website with a link in the show notes so you can grab her free deep work PDF with questions to get you started. And then grab her deep work workbook to go even deeper. But before we go, let's commit our deep work to him. Lord, thank you that you not only created work, but you sanctified it. You have given us work to do for your glory, and we want to be faithful stewards of the opportunities you've given us. Thank you for this challenge today to do deep work, work that is meaningful, to ultimately build your kingdom. Give us wisdom to discern what deep work you are calling us to in this time and place and the faith to step out and take consistent action with you. Our work is from you and through you and to you. So may our deep work bring you the most glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, we'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember... Instead of chasing time on a clock, trying to control it, receive the gift of time from the one who truly holds it. Because as his daughter, you have time. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? 
I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.